0: hey everybody welcome into episode 12 of your corporate global dynasty podcast i'm your host hunter hawes
1: and i'm your host william
0: spicer spicer good morning morning. i've overtaken you my first day in first place Mm -hmm. i'm not sure how long it'll last but i will take uh take them so uh, we have a huge show ahead today there's a lot to get to a bunch of trades a bunch of great nfl games Uh, Some good moving and shaking along the standings in our league. And um, I guess a lot more. So let's get right into it. Um, Spicer, let's talk about these trades as several of them had direct impact on this week's matchups. We're going to start small and work our way big. So uh, we'll start. You had a couple trades here that we'll start off with. So you sent Tevin Coleman to the pit Kings and got back Anthony Miller. Walk me through that decision.
1: Yeah. So Tevin Coleman came off of IR. I had to drop um, a wide receiver lottery ticket that I was holding already in Isaiah, Wright um, With the, with the football team. And so uh, Anthony Miller is someone who I think people are pretty low on right now. And I don't think that for the next, this year and two more seasons, I can't imagine it getting much worse for him with his quarterback situation in Chicago and everything. And so, but Tevin Coleman is like 28 and in a like four or five running back, who knows? It's like everyone on the team in San Francisco is a running back. They got Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel running around back there too. So like, I was just like, this dude is practically worthless to me. And Anthony Miller is a lottery ticket. And so like if I, and it was a handcuff, I think, for... Uh, Colton who I was trading with. And so it like I just sort of was I figured Anthony Miller's not very highly rated. I'll take the lottery ticket over Tevin coleman
0: Absolutely love this move for you. Have Mr. Miller in another league. Um a great uh prospect. He's still young and uh was a good player uh, for the Memphis Tigers, which speaking of if you haven't listened to our episode yet with Katie Witham, big fan of the Memphis Tigers, please go do that. Um but yeah, great move for you here. I think you won this one. Uh, next, you also, let's see what you did here. You sent away Boston Scott, and you got back, and I and a couple of fat bucks, and you got back a 2021 20, third. I love this move.
1: Thank you. Yeah, so this is another uh, running back handcuff uh, situation where I, I picked up Boston Scott the week previous. Uh, wasn't able to play him due to like how the injuries coming out were going, but he had a monster week. And then they, as, when they announced, I had sent this trade out on I think that's Friday morning or Thursday night or something. And so Brady responded was like, "Hey, I'm just going to wait for the, the practice report and see if Miles Sanders is playing, and then I'll accept." And so Miles Sanders accepted or was injured. He accepted. I got I essentially the way I saw it was I think I paid sixty four dollars for a third round pick is what happened for me. And I think Brady also like he needed Boston Scott helped him. You know like.
0: Yeah, I was just looking at that. If he had not started Boston Scott this week, he would have had to start, um, I guess maybe, he had other options, but the he could at least think of it this way. The, the nine points that Boston Scott gave him was enough to make up the difference against Touchdown and Abbey, so he bought a win for a third, and in a tight playoff race like we have, it could be worth it.
1: Yeah, but I'm very happy about that because it puts me, I think, at seven draft picks for next season. I really like this 2021 draft. So even though I I don't have a first, I think I have – maybe I have six. I have two seconds, two thirds, a fourth, and a fifth, I think.
0: Very nice. Uh, Speaking of draft picks, we have a trade here that's just consisting of draft picks as uh, the Flamin' Hot Cheetahs receive a 2022 third, so moving back a year as uh, the Matriarchs receive a 2022 4th and 5th. So a little bit of uh, um, swapping around here. Uh, I, th- I think Katie had sent away several picks so far this year, so it gets her back in this draft, and Noah actually had acquired probably too many picks, so he needed to diversify.
1: Yeah, and you know, I do think taking the 2021 picks are fine. I, I just don't know. They're there is a part of me that thinks that maybe, the, like, I don't dislike the trade on a value purely. I do think, though, that it's a trade that could happen, like, on draft day if you know that there's a player left on the board that you really want to get. Like, if you're mm-hmm. Katie. That's, it's more of, like, I think you could have waited longer um, and until draft day to make this trade happen so then you could be like well you know what there's maybe i want to trade a third and fourth up for a second or whatever it might be that that's really the only thing but i like these kinds of trades
0: yeah and i think the the if this trade had been with probably any other player besides maybe rob i wouldn't like it but considering that the fourth that she got is going to be a You know, basically a a top two, almost third. Then she basically gets that asset a year earlier because her third that she sent is going to be late. Uh, And then plus just throw in the fifth to sprinkle, you know, something on top. I think it's a a good move there. Um, But let's get to the main event. Uh, This I would argue the probably the if not the most important trade at least tied for first with the other three team trade uh, in league history. So let's break this down. We have the winner faces receive Debo Samuel, a 2021 second, and a 2021 fourth. The flaming Hot Cheetahs receive Jerry Judy, Joshua Kelly, a 2021 first, a 2021 third, and a 2021 first. And the Matriarchs receive Ezekiel Elliott and Odell Beckham Jr. Wow.
1: A lot of names a lot of th-
0: lots of stuff going on there a lot, there. A lot uh, of
1: young players a lot of good young players
0: yes lots of picks um, it, are there winners and losers here to you
1: yeah uh, why and Noah are the biggest winners to me they have like mostly because I think for Wyatt his t- he so I think that there, there is like there are about there are four tiers in our league of teams. There's you and Katie who is like totally built win now. Like we are going to win now and pretty sold out on it. Then there's the next tier of like, I'd say like me and Wyatt and maybe Colton probably where it's like, we're in the middle. Our teams are pretty young. Like we have some old, some new, like we're just kind of like a general normal team. Like we haven't taken an extreme, like a position yet. And then there's, like, the injury tier, which is, like, Aaron, unfortunately. Like, And then there's, uh, like, tank tank tier. Um, and so for for Wyatt to be able to rebuild off of, like, essentially what he lose, he lost one running back prospect and a, a player who's not going to do him anything this year and is going to be 28 next year. For Devo Samuel, a second and a fourth. Mm-hmm. Cannot believe it. I absolutely love that. Just for his team.
0: Yeah, I like this move for the Winterfaces. When I first looked at this, I was, I was maybe a little confused on the the what he was getting back. And then when I just, I think it's going to take people a long time to start to uh, peel away some of the value from OBJ's name. Um, I still think he's very valuable. I think it's a good risk that you know is worth taking on him. But um, I mean, I haven't looked at any rankings, but I would. Guess that some places might even have Debo ranked ahead of OBJ for Dynasty now. Um, if not, real, real darn close. So, the fact that he's able to get the youth back and then also, like you said, get those picks, um, d- you know, for Joshua Kelly in a third. This is a great move here. Um, I think the biggest winner here is is Noah. Um, he just continues to manipulate and just w- spank us all in these three team trades. Uh, receiving more first-round picks, more great young players. Um, I think Judy is an interesting buy because, uh, you know, Katie may not have been willing to do this trade with him, you know, week one when all the hype was around Judy, and he's been slow to develop a little bit uh, with Drew Locke having been out a lot and uh, Sutton missing. So he picks up uh, two great young players, and then those picks... um, just going to bolster his roster even more um what do you think about uh katie getting zeke does this put her uh over the top as kind of uh back into the you know favorite conversation
1: so so here here's the thing i would say if i'm using like uh data brain like yes in the sense that kenyon drake and her running backs after derrick henry have been easily like the softest point in her team right so she does go out and try to shore that up with Ezekiel Elliott, but this is like eye test stuff. I do not think Zeke is on a team that is good. I don't think that he's playing especially well personally in, within that system. I just, he out of those top-tier backs, he's like one of the most risky to me. You know, like he's not. So they're the, like James Conner, Dalvin Cook, Chris Carson, those are guys who are they j- you you don't get like the big plays like Zeke but you also like don't hit those terrible floors that he has like he has some really really bad and we'll talk more about Zeke later on mm. but he's but I it's it's not my favorite also OBJ probably not going to play for the Browns so it's kind of a big lottery ticket there
0: it is yeah. for sure well according to our <clears throat> uh, one of our league analyzing tools here the power rankings for the rest of the season uh, did shift with this, and uh, the winter faces still remain at the top of that with a, a score of 100 out of 100. Um, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I'm still in second place at 99, but the Matriarchs have vaulted up to a 99 as well. So I believe this was probably purely due to the uh, acquisition of Zeke.
1: Yeah, told you. I told you. The data would tell you that it's a good trade, but we'll see.
0: absolutely well um i think that covers our trades uh some some big moves there we'll see how they pay out uh love a a good three-team trade i I cannot believe we have had two of them in one season all right spicer it is time to talk about the nfl Uh, a lot of good things here i've got several notes um to go through but before we do that um can we just take a second to celebrate
1: that gambling is legal in the state of tennessee oh yes exciting times we uh we woke up Sunday morning thinking we still had another, what, week to go, and there we were on FanDuel and DraftKings, MGM, whichever of your betting sites you use. Putting, yes, very money exciting. On
0: the spread. Uh, you deserve a, a pat on the back for an amazing first week against the spread. Um, I'm not sure what your totals were, but you, you didn't miss too many, so um, congrats on the first week. Hope you can ride that to uh, a big wealth of money um all right so first question Spicer last night Monday night football Bucks Giants weird game uh was that pass interference at the end of the game
1: oh I didn't watch the end of the game I hope okay
0: yeah so let me tell you the uh Giants got the ball back and were driving mm-hmm. down eight and Danny Dimes uh somehow led the Giants to a touchdown And all they had to do was get a two-point conversion to tie the game, send it to overtime, which I was rooting for heavily because I had live bet the Bucks minus four, so that was ruined, and I needed it to go to overtime to cover. And excuse me, the uh, they ran a little play for my my boy Dion Lewis,
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: uh, he ran a little like like ran out in the flat towards the pylon, and Daniel threw it. A little bit behind him, and the the Bucks defender, excuse me, ran into him. They actually threw a flag on the play, and then they talked for like two minutes and decided it was not pass interference.
1: So game over. Wow. Well, well, um, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure if I watched it, I would have an opinion on it. Yeah, I guess you can't really right. <laughs> well, say anything. We'll talk about another another pass interference with the Titans game later on. But I also think it was just like. I don't know. Pass interference, it's just there's a human being down there on the field, a couple of them, trying to see if other human beings are cheating in a in a game. Like, I, it's, it's so tough for me to get too upset, even though I do think, like, the Titans call was bad, like, or, like, pretty soft. It's like it happens. It's just like, and, you know, maybe the AI refs are coming, but I don't know. <laughs> maybe they are. I hope they aren't.
0: Um, but yeah, there's it's always going to be a couple of those every week. Um, before we, we keep going, uh, you're, you're, you mentioning the Titans made me think of this. If you listened, uh, dear listener, to our interview with Katie, at the end of the show you heard us all, all three give some hot takes uh, of what mm-hmm. we thought was going to happen. And um, mine came true. Um, I genuinely can't remember what you and Katie said.
1: Oh, I, I had Scott Miller was poised for to have a big game. He was like my hunter's hunch.
0: Mm, he disappointed.
1: He did well. I mean, he didn't. He he wasn't like awful. I mean, when you no, but yeah, he
0: had like seven points or something. Yeah, which is probably like a little bit more than he was projected for. So not a bad call. Um, you would think I would have thought he would have been more involved as well. Um, they ended up throwing it a lot too, but they they spread it around. Some random guy like named named Mickens kept getting <laughs> receptions. I don't know I know who that is. Um, that was weird. Um, do you know what did Katie predict?
1: Uh, do you remember?
0: Sorry, Katie, I don't remember. Um, but I'm sure it was correct, and you deserve credit. I remember
1: it was hot, hot, it hot, was hot. like was it that Wince was going to get benched? Maybe, or it was either. It had to be some, something like Wince to get benched and Hurt start, or it had or. I don't know something to do with like the Giants beating the Bucks or something because that was the other hot one. But I think Carson Wentz being benched might have been it. Something like that. I don't know. The days have passed haven't passed enough for me to listen to my own voice to listen back yet. So yeah, I'll get there I, eventually.
0: I, I haven't either. Um, all right, let's uh, let's keep patting people on the back, Spicer. You also um, not only picked the Falcons to cover the spread, uh, you you super picked them to cover the spread on Thursday Night Football, um, and the Falcons are. Well, I don't I wouldn't say back on track but they at least got another victory.
1: Yeah, they the 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 thing with them is that their defense is just terrible and I think that they've just finally co- like come to the conclusion of okay we're just going to try to score as many points as possible. Now Calvin Ridley, have we heard any more about what his his ankle injury looks like? I haven't, no. Okay. Cuz that that will be a problem I think moving forward that they could they could get by with on a Thursday night game against a... mediocre like a average Panthers team without McCaffrey but if Calvin Ridley is out I think that's going to be a huge problem for them yes
0: Um, says he has a mid foot sprain and uh, has a good chance to miss more time okay
1: yeah so that's going to be that's going to be tough for the Falcons and uh, but I'm glad that they were able to pull off what like what I call it just, just like a trap game right like the Falcons are way better than one and six. Like I, like they were not that bad. They're pretty bad, but, uh, but the Panthers were not as good as they were. Their record says either. I don't think. So.
0: Yeah. They've, they've come down to earth a little bit as well. Um, I did not get to watch the Patriots game or really see any highlights. Um, I need to keep an eye on that as we've talked about them a lot. Um, did you happen to watch any more film or, or have any, uh, any more thoughts on the Patriots?
1: <laughs> oh, no more film this week. Um, uh, you know, I think this might be Julian Edelman's hurt right now. I'm yeah. I'm curious if it'll be his last season. Just call it quits or try to go down to Tampa with the rest of the gang, get the gang back together. It seems like a thing that Tom Brady would try to do.
0: Yeah, I, I would not be shocked if that happened. I was surprised that they uh, only lost by three to the Bills, um, but you saw uh, Bill Belichick came out yesterday and actually talked about the team struggling some and. Uh, that was interesting to see. So I don't know. I don't, I don't think the Patriots are necessarily done for the year, but I'm, they probably are, 2-5. and five, It's going to be really hard for them to, to get into the playoffs unless something magical happens there. Um, what else we got? Oh, this was a fun one. We had a good showdown between two young quarterbacks, Drew Locke and uh, mm-hmm. Justin Herbert, uh, in the Broncos versus Chargers. And the Chargers continue to blow games, um, maybe not as painfully as the Falcons, but just as often.
1: Gosh, dude, okay, the the Chargers with Justin Herbert are still playing, and games are going exactly like when Philip Rivers was a quarterback. Exactly the same. I cannot believe it. I absolutely cannot. The cosmic universe is torturous for Chargers fans. Um, All
0: of their losses, This, these are the losing scores. They lost by three, they lost by five, they lost by seven, they lost by three, and they lost by one.
1: That's a spread nightmare yes oh gosh um but wow that's like a. who else is that like god the god kings always has close games never could just like have a nice (laughs) blowout one way or the other just has to squirm around the whole time
0: yeah never breathing easy always coming down to the wire but yeah there was some good exciting uh moments in that game i have drew lock in it actually in both my other dynasty leagues so i have a lot of stock in him and uh glad to see him out there uh showing that he can win football games very good all right let's see if we have anything else here oh yeah we've got still got three good things to talk about um man the steelers
1: are tough yeah they are indeed tough and they got uh, we're not going to talk much about the trade deadline, but one pick because this because we actually mentioned him was Avery Williamson. They traded him. Yeah. He went to the Jets, and we had mentioned we were talking about the other linebacker for the Titans. I think last week, but that's where he is now. So that's going to be a problem. No, the 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 Steelers acquired him. Right. From the yes. Jets. Exactly. That's what, oh, okay, gosh, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying it's gosh. going to be a problem for us because oh oh I see what you're like saying. if we play them in the playoffs I, I love Avery Williamson I think he's me so too good. dude.
0: Hometown, well, not really in Jackson, but but yeah. basically from Jackson because he's from Milan or, or Medina. Uh, also went to the University of Kentucky. Um, big fan of Avery Williamson on this podcast, and uh, glad to see him with the Steelers. He gets oh, to play with a couple too. other C- Kentucky boys.
1: He gets to play with just not a tank tanks team. Like, like oh, yeah, oh. also has an incredible
0: Instagram like character. Oh
1: good! If,
0: if you've ever seen that, mm-hmm. he he loves to wear his uniform and like in just like his house like his helmet and full pads like watching the game <laughs> <laughs> like because um, I think he missed most of last season hurt or, or injured and so he's he's been doing that so that's funny um, let's see what else we have here uh, let's talk about one exciting young quarterback and one not one uh, okay. so Tua got a, his first win
1: yes he did um, it wasn't pretty weird game it was not pretty uh, what what we what we witnessed was not Tua Tagovailoa winning a game. We watched we witnessed Jared Goff just <laughs> absolutely blowing a game in some ways. Like he had four uh, yeah. turnovers, one touchdown. Oh my gosh! See see, this is Jared Goff is is starting to look more and more like what Jay Cutler was was like as a fantasy quarterback. Yeah, especially this game. Yeah, just like just gun just slinging it all over the place. Uh, and has like tons of yards, but also tons of turnovers. So, and it's not like the Dolphins' defense is like world world class, right? Like no,
0: they uh, they seem to be putting together a pretty good pass rush. But yeah, not not something you expect here, especially when you consider that I saw a stat that the Rams ran over ninety plays in this game, which is. <laughs> utterly insane uh the the most of any game this year
1: and last year <laughs> so, that is crazy i mean jerry golf bad. had 61 passing attempts
0: yeah that's that's pretty nuts in um, regulation
1: in this game uh it, this
0: is a great way for Tua to get his first win where he can kind of struggle or at least just be very mediocre and still win and like you know this from playing football but like one little kind of special teams or defensive touchdown play can really just turn a whole game if teams are even. But when you get two of them, it really just kind of seals the deal. It's very hard to overcome that type of thing.
1: Yeah. It's just deflating. And what's hard is if they're pick sixes. if they're, I think you can actually come over, get over them better if they're fumbles when they're pick sixes because then you're getting behind and your quarterback has to keep throwing. So like, it's like this snowball effect of mental game happening. Um, that I remember at least. Like, because then you're trying to baby the quarterback, being like, all right, dude, you got to keep throwing. Hot yeah. hand. You know? <laughs> Sorry, bud. Um, but uh, Wide and I were talking, the GM of the Winter Faces, about how the two a thing was interesting because everyone's wondering, like, Fitzpatrick has been doing fine, but he's like, look, if we're if we're gonna have a good pick and we have all these quarterbacks coming out in this twenty twenty one draft, like we need to know what we have somewhat with Tua because we'll draft another one. Like, and I think that <laughs> NFL teams are gonna start doing this. Like, the most worthwhile lottery ticket you can purchase is a quarterback. And so, yeah, why not just use every any pick that you have that you are absolutely just like on a wash on? It's almost like take a quarterback and just see you, who knows hmm. like. Because I, I rarely hear of, like, offensive line busting. Almost every offensive lineman I've ever seen draft in the first round plays for a little while. Yeah. So.
0: That's that's a great point, and I think we could see that with, um, well, almost certainly we'll see that with the Jets, but maybe even with the Giants, too, depending on how Daniel yeah. Jones finishes the season. So it's a good point. Same um, with the
1: Packers in a couple years with Jordan Love, too.
0: Yeah. Weird. That was so weird. <laughs> um, Last game I wanted to talk about, and this is, Actually, just another chance for you to um, pat yourself on the back is uh, Carson Wentz is just bad at football, and you know you can mention you know in my other league you, you've been kind of watching it just to to see some things, and we may do, may do a podcast for them at some point. But uh, they there was one guy in there that was claiming you know very high things about Carson Wentz. We talked about it with Katie, and uh, yeah, he he did a really bad job against the worst defense in the NFL.
1: Yeah, it was it's terrible. And it's, it's not just, like, it's not just talent around him. Also, he had two fumbles, two interceptions. He had the ex- same game as Jared Goff, except he had... A, he managed to score two touchdowns and a two-point conversion by some miracle. But he only threw for 123 yards. That is bad. Goodness. Yeah. That's rough. So, but the only thing I was actually thinking like what am I gonna do about Carson Wentz? But the best thing I have going for me is they still have to play the Cowboys again at the end of towards the end of the year. They're just that NFC East is so bad. It is so bad that he's worth having because he plays like some of the worst teams over and over again. Absolutely.
0: All right. We have talked a good amount about the NFL here. There's lots of good stories there. But let's get into the corporate global dynasty league and talk about our games. We will uh, work through these quickly. Um, Only a couple that were really close. Very low scoring week. Um, I don't know if it had to do with the wins or what, but only one team um, scored over 150. Uh, Most people were down in the the 120s and even in the teens. So Spicer, um, let's start here with the matriarchs and the popular ballers. Matriarchs winning 150 to 122 as the popular ballers did not have uh, a starting quarterback
1: yeah so so this is something so this was a, a lost game week for the popular ballers they get Christian McCaffrey back next week. things should start to feel a little bit better moving forward I think for that organization um, but there is something to me that's like I so sitting the quarterback is totally fine and there's not much you can do but with as tight as this playoff race is, your overall points as the tiebreaker I think are going to matter. And so I'm actually more concerned as like a in terms of like that as a, of the tiebreaker than I am this week's game.
0: Hmm. Um That's a good point. And I think the popular ballers are still in this, this weird flux because they had a lot of kind of encouraging things happen this week. Um JK Dobbins looked really good in his uh, Ooh, kind of shared. Start, you could say, with uh, Gus, um, and then the the Rams receivers did okay. Fulgham had a good week, and um, so did so did Hurst. But he, like you said, he has McCaffrey coming back and McCole Hardman doing well. So we'll see what happens with him. But he is behind now on the points points four, so that could hurt him. Um, you already mentioned the God Kings pulling out a narrow seven point victory. This was the only game we had that came down to Monday night.
1: Yep, and we, uh, you know. We have uh, Evan Ingram putting in some work to seal the deal. Uh, Leonard Fournette, decent game, just couldn't couldn't ev- couldn't find the end zone, which is really what Rob needed to to shore this thing up. Uh, man, just tough. Sam Darnold, man.
0: Yeah, it's a bummer. And uh, <clears throat> with our friend Greg George Kittle, uh, yeah, Kittle. going down for the likely for the season, at least for the fantasy season. Um, just another bummer for Touchdown and Abby um, and kind of leaves him uh, with lots of question marks what to do for the rest of the season.
1: Yeah, also not taking the Hunter's hunch, not, not able to catch the pod early enough, but Renfro right. is still looking nice on your bench.
0: That's right. We'll talk about my brother Hunter here shortly. Um, <laughs> Next, Spicer, we had you... Uh, had kind of a, a dud week there, uh, as the flaming hot cheetahs' young young stars uh, showed their their f- future potential. Um, was there one or two holes in your in your lineup you thought caused this loss?
1: Oh, the biggest one is, and this is why I've been trying to get rid of, which is the whole deal where I have cousins Thielen and Jefferson. It's why I've been trying to deal one. It's not like I really just want a like as even of a swap for swap with some of those players as I can, just because it's too much investment in one team, mm. but it's hard. But like both those guys, like, how do I sit any of those people? Um, And, and they were coming off the bye. If they hadn't been off the bye week, I don't think I would have played Jefferson or I wouldn't have played cousins and Jefferson. And I would have played uh, Slayton and Drew Brees, but because they're off the bye and they'd played the Packers before, um, and done okay, I was like, they have a ton of film, even of themselves, and they have an extra week to prepare, they should be fine. But then Dalvin Cook just takes off. It's like one of those games where, like, he, Kirk Cousins was 11 of 14 for 160 yards and a touchdown, which is, like, pretty good. He is averaging, you know, 15 yards of completion, has a touchdown, only three three incompletions. It's just one of those games where, you know, it's like if you have Tannehill and Derrick Henry just pounds the rock for 250, like, and three t- TDs. Like, what can you expect from your quarterback? Doesn't have mm. to do anything. Yeah, so.
0: I mean, I saw the uh, <laughs> the benefit of that this week in my game um, with Dalvin Cook being on my roster. But yeah, I mean, when a guy goes for like four touchdowns and however many yards, like you said, uh, it doesn't really leave a lot of food on the table for everybody else. Um, well, let me just throw this out there: what it is uh, is Stefan Diggs for Justin Jefferson is that an uh, even swap in your mind?
1: Um, it's, it's n- no. <laughs> okay, just, I'm, I'm I'm looking more for like something like in the Thielen for Robinson kind of hmm. range. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm Justin Jefferson's not on the trade block. There's absolutely almost nothing. Gotcha. Al- I mean, so when you say you're trying
0: payment. to move one of them. You're trying to get rid of Thielen
1: or or Cousins. I'm or find- Cousins. Yeah,
0: gotcha. Fair enough. All right. Um, next up, we have um, my favorite matchup of the week to watch because I'm I'm really starting to buy into this team as a fan. The Marley Magic. Uh, the train is coming. The boys are four and four as they take down the Winterfaces, uh, one twenty five to one fourteen, and they are tied for the playoff spot uh, as we have a lock uh, in the four through seven spot, and Marley Magic is right there.
1: Oh, yeah. On the back of uh, Travis Kelsey, who'd been a little bit quiet, I think, recently. Like, obviously not doing terrible, but he he only had seven the last week. But I guess the weeks before, he was in his normal 25 range. Just leading him to victory right now. this,
0: This is, you know, also coming where you have your two quarterbacks scoring hardly any points five for Tua, seven for Baker. And you still have Nick Chubb that should come back in a couple weeks. So. Uh, the playoff push is a real option here for uh, Marley Magic, and they haven't really sent away any of their, their picks or anything, so if they want to make moves, they can, or if they want to ride it out, they they can as well. So uh, I like this position.
1: Me too. Um, I do have one question about the the Magic, which is they have um, uh, LaMichael Perrine and Jalen Rieger on their taxi squad, Do they ever consider with this push needing to bring up one of those two people?
0: Mm, That is a great question. I don't know about P. Ryan unless he eventually kind of takes over Frank Gore because right now he's not giving you enough where you want to blow that spot. But Rager, I would activate him immediately. Um, He came off IR and immediately showed. Actually, he has a bye week, so you could leave him on there again. But uh, immediately showed that um, he can be used in that Eagles offense with the touchdown. And um, I think he had... Like thirteen points this week, so yeah, that's a great point. I would go ahead and, and get him, uh, get him off that taxi squad. All right, last matchup was uh, mine against Colton. This was one that was pretty much over from Thursday Night Football because of uh, Calvin Ridley's injury and the great performance from Julio Jones and and a decent one from Matt Ryan as well. Uh, one sixty to one twenty seven, and that was enough for me to. I guess because you lost, that was enough for me to move into first place. And we are now three points apart on the season.
1: That is right. And Katie has the most points on the season.
0: Yeah, so the, the battle for the two first round buys is tightening. And um, neither of us can really afford to to lose because if we get tied with her, she'll take take our spot. So um, those are our, our weekly matchups. The playoff picture right now has uh, Winter faces at four, God Kings at five popular ballers at six with the now two contenders behind them marley magic four and four and the pit kings still riding some bad luck uh at three and five all right well i think that does it for me spicer uh are you ready to give out some awards
1: oh yes i'm very excited about awards time for this week
0: so am i very excited about all three of my topics here uh do you want to start it, or would you like me to
1: Um, I'll start it off and I'm actually going to start it off a little differently. Um, I'm going to start off with the Pinchable Cheeks Award. We have uh, a player who he's gotten a little, he's gotten some flack from his coach, been been chatting about how he, he, you know, isn't sure if he was really the pick, uh, do I, can I trust this person moving forward and I just kept saying just wait just wait that old man up ahead of him is, is is got one foot in the grave this is the NFL brother and that person is my boy Bobbin Dobbins he's getting my Pinchable Cheeks Award just oh nice not not a ton of fantasy points but JK going off for 130 rushing yards that's like or 100, 113 rushing yards I'm sorry 120 total yards I, I just love that like that's, you're doing amazing, sir. And great, great first like chance to, to see what you can do. And for a Ravens team where Lamar has been struggling, nice to see him get a little help from the rookie. Yeah, absolutely. This uh, three-headed monster here was
0: uh, put down to two as Mark Ingram's been sitting. And Gus Edwards is good, and I think he's not going to go anywhere, so this will be a split. But as much as this team runs the ball Dobbins should be able to give you some production the rest of the season and yeah, I like him a lot too Um, I thought it was a great pick for Aaron in the rookie draft I would have liked to have Dobbins over Akers and maybe even over Swift at least for the immediate future Um, But Swift has actually turned out to uh, or I guess it's proven that carry on Johnson is is not a factor. So um, All that to say great great thing here. I would uh, also pinch his cheeks Yeah well, let's go to the corporate global workman of the week award, and, um, and maybe the first of three or four times for the end of this podcast that I'm going to uh, probably tick off some people. I'm going to give this award to one of my own players. And, oh, good! Um, <laughs> I, it, it has to happen. I'm sorry if you don't like it. Too bad. But Dalvin Cook, you get this award this week. And sometimes it's good for bosses to uh, you know reward their employees as you score 48 fantasy points. Four touchdowns, over 200 all-purpose yards. Dalvin Cook put in some major work this week, carried the Vikings to an upset victory over the Packers, and he gets this award.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> unbelievable! What a, what a performance!
0: Really, no, uh, no other kind of DK close. Yeah, DK was the only one, of that could have could have come close. And we've we've given him <laughs> enough things on this podcast. Yes. let Dalvin have this one. Um. All right. Uh. What's
1: next? So next up, we're gonna start putting some people on notice. Oh yeah. So, I know this is, is often our a uh, final segment that we like to do, but I want it in the middle because I have a I, I love my my last award. So this week, so we have T Y Hilton, who if you've been following along, is now injured in the Shadow Realm. Um. <laughs> poor guy. He might die there. I think I think it might be the end for him. Uh, how old is he? Uh, I think he's like thirty. Or yeah, maybe, yeah, something like that. Uh, he'll start. He's he's at that point where he starts bouncing around. He'll have three teams in the next two seasons. He'll play the slot. Yeah, won't he's do 30. much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he. I think uh, his best home if Adam Humphreys would be out. I think the Titans could use someone like Ty. Oh, please no. Um, but you know what I mean. Like that style, that style of receiver for where he is in his age is probably yeah. not right for the Titans. But uh, so he's still in there. Um so this week for camp, for uh Julian Edelman, he was on the he was, you know, injured, so still on notice, but I'm not gonna move his uh I'm not gonna move his token any deeper towards the shadow realm yet. I don't like doing that for on the buy. So this is Stan Pat. So my next on notice has got to go to and we talked about him earlier, Ezekiel Elliott. You have been put on notice, my friend. Oh, maybe one of the biggest names yet, if not the biggest. Probably. Yeah, especially considering his age, but it what the reason he's getting put on notice is as much for fantasy as it is in real life. So in fantasy, sure. he's he's been he's been not great. You know, he's had he had 12 points ag- 3 weeks ago, 6 points last week, 8 points this week. He's played some tough defenses and when he's played bad defenses, he's been totally fine. But this is what I'm saying. Ezekiel Elliott has got to figure out without like without Dak, he needs to prove that like I can put this team on my back. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Like Zeke should be like a Derrick Henry or Christian McCaffrey, right? Like those Saquon mm-hmm. Barkley for those players, it doesn't matter who plays quarterback for them. Like it truly doesn't. And Zeke needs to figure out how to make that happen for his whoever for whether it's Andy Dalton or Danucci, he has got to he has got to be the workman of the week. He need he and yep. he's just not. He's just not doing what his team needs him to do to even have a chance. So, just disappointing. I know it's I know it's the Cowboys and they've had a rough go of it this year. But, um, yeah, Ezekiel Elliott, you have been put on notice.
0: I think it's fitting, and uh, we'll see. He's got the Steelers and a bye week coming up, so we'll see if he's able to get off notice before Thanksgiving. But it may take that to to, to get him out of there. Yeah. Alright, next up we are going to take a look into the multiverse of sports and today's uh, diversion is just going to be a short one um, having some thoughts about this segment in general but i um, going to try to get creative with it and, and we'll see how long it sticks around but today I actually want to get your opinion Spicer about a trade that I did in my other league um, mm-hmm. and what I did was I, I asked for some advice on this. Uh, I'm in a rebuild mode in this league and um, have a whole lot of picks, a whole lot of great young receivers, Drew Locke, Kyler Murray, et cetera. And so I sent away um, Dallas Goddard, who I love and was really happy to have in a league, but sent him away with a my 2021, so this year's second round pick, which will be probably you know top four. And then also next year, a second round pick of the guy who is clearly favored to be in first place um, for Greg George Kittle.
1: Yeah, I think this is I, I, when I was talking with other people about this. It's just that Travis Kelsey and and Kittle are in like a league of their own above the other tight ends, mm-hmm. and that is just truly like how much better they are, especially in the tight this tight end premium league. And so, even with him being out, as long as he as long as he gives you three more years, I think if you get three more seasons out of Kittle, it was worth it. I think that's all you have to get. Maybe even two. Yeah. Because
0: the way this my team is built, it could compete next year mm-hmm. if I draft a, like a running back um, that could start. And usually you can do that in, in the league, and I have first two first. But what if I told you that kittles only played one more season than goddard he's not like an old guy
1: yeah no he's not old he he gets old because he he does seem to get injured like yeah There there there's certainly some some wear and tear problems with kittle but i think overall like i think you definitely i think you have to take that
0: yeah he um he did he missed a couple games last year um but then other than that, uh, the year before that, he played all year. Uh, and then he missed one game his rookie year. So um, this is his biggest injury by far. And uh, we'll see. And honestly, I, I'm, I'm going to be fine if he doesn't come back because I, I kind of want to lose this season. So that was why I did this trade. And then I still have Mike Gusecki, who hopefully connects with Tua as he uh, develops as well um, and, and does that. But yeah, I was very happy with this. And uh, we'll see if it pays off for me. But let's uh, talk here about our league and this is going to be a painful one. Uh, we're going to talk about this team here in my next two segments. But it looks like Touchdown and Abby might be able to squeak out a win. And he wasn't able to on Monday night. Fournette did not get it done for him. Um, and unfortunately, there was a couple players on the bench uh, that could have been started in the flex over either his running backs that would have given Touchdown and Abby the victory here. Uh, Curtis Samuel and Kendrick Bourne both had huge games this week. And uh, it's just tough. I know... Uh, Rob has has waffled every single week on who to start in that flex position, uh, and he, he changes them out pretty frequently, and uh, it's just maddening. When you, when you need wins and you have to try to make a tough flex decision, it seems like not just you personally, but you, the collective you always makes the wrong choice.
1: Oh, always. This is why I'm, I'm not a big swapper. I'm not a big swapper.
0: Yep, me either. You gotta ride and die You gotta pick people Yeah, got, That's Me and the Bruce I,
1: Matthews are riding in together We do this uh, week in, week out
0: Yep, I ride and die with Deontay Johnson Some weeks he gets you 23 points Some weeks he gets you 1 point because he gets injured all the time But, you know, I'm willing to live with that risk Yeah So, sorry Rob, hope you can uh, Figure something out I, I, I just feel bad for your team right now uh, Alright, Spicer Who gets the sex up or shut up award? Mm.
1: Oh yes, I've been waiting for this award. So, sex up or shut up award. So, this week when I was, I was looking around the league, if I'm being honest, we had some, myself included, maybe at the top, some just poor GM decision making. Mm. Just a lot of points left on the bench this week. I have a feeling our weekly report is going to be pretty brutal on all of us, or can mm-hmm. be. Um, but, so for this week, sex up or shut up, comes, goes to a team who is going this will be my first award given that someone's going to be mad about I think so <laughs> be, due to this player's just wonderful ability to do it all and you needed someone to fill in this role Aaron Park in the popular ballers you will be receiving oh, the sex no. up or shut up award for playing Taysom Hill picking him up off, off, off the wire giving yourself almost 15 points more than either of my quarterbacks mm. <laughs> and more than Derek Carr. So guess what? You just got Taysom Hill is forever written on our awards book, and I cannot be more excited to have him there forever. Oh, gosh. <laughs> the worst part of this is, is, like, you're right.
0: Like Yeah. It is a good move. Um, I remember I did this a couple years ago in a, a very similar position to Aaron. I had to start a quarterback and picked up Hill and started him, and he got, like, five points or whatever. <clears throat> This would have been even more amazing if uh, he would have somehow pulled off this victory, and if he had another quarterback, he probably would have because of it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you're right. I've
1: this is good, yay. <laughs> yeah, Hunter, Hunter is so ecstatic. He loves he loves Taysom Hill so much. I do, freaking hate him.
0: Well, let's move on. I'm gonna turn this around because. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Hunter's Hunches. You know what? I like that idea. And Hunter's Hunches is five and one, ladies and gentlemen. As Rob, I told you, I know it's a busy week, but you got to make time for the podcast. And the reason is because you get little nuggets like starting Hunter Renfro over Leonard Fournette and Le'Veon Bell. Um... Now Hunter Renfro did not explode by any means, but he did exceed his projection and score 12 points. Had a little green number next to his name on Sleeper. Um, caught a touchdown against the Browns, and really, I'm I'm very happy with this because I don't know if you saw any like highlights from this game, but the wind was insane. Like there was very little passing happening in that game. Yeah. So the fact that the little passing that did happen uh, got my boy Hunter some points and enough points to outscore Bell and Fournette uh, makes me very happy. And um, I just I, I think here, if I count correctly, the Raiders ran the ball over 45 times in that yes. game. Um, so only 24 pass attempts for Derek Carr, um, but it was enough. So I'm very happy. And um, I'm actually going to stick right here with the Raiders for... Uh, my hunch for this week. Um, So the team that we're going to go for this week is the God Kings, and I know they won, um, but they are still on the bubble of the playoffs and and could use any type of hunch. Uh, They're always in those close matchups, so hopefully this will lead them to a blowout uh, against you, sorry. But um, Brady, it's time to put Henry Ruggs into that lineup. Ooh! And he has not... Lived up consistently this year to uh, his hype. Only got two points this week. Again, it's because of the wind, I believe. Um, only really had one good game this season. But they're playing the Chargers, and if Drew Locke can light up the Chargers with the likes of Deshaun Hamilton and Judy banged up, you know, roster there, they have not like they didn't have Patrick. All these all these people. Um, I am almost I almost want to guarantee a deep touchdown for Ruggs, but I'm not going to go that far. But I do expect there to be a couple bombs thrown his way that are completed against this Chargers defense. And I think you need to put in Henry Ruggs over, you know, you had the two tight end flex this week. Uh, whoever you have this week in the flex, um, I, I'm not concerned about him. I, I want you to start Henry Ruggs. I like it. All right. Well, I think that does it for the awards. It's time to move on to the AFC South, where things mm-hmm. are tightening up very, very tightly. Uh, we'll start with everyone's favorite team in the AFC South, the Indianapolis Colts, who I am back on, baby. <laughs> it's, it's happening. We scored a lot of points against the Lions. Yeah, do you feel do you feel pretty good about that? I'm just happy that Philip Rivers didn't throw an interception.
1: Anymore. Yeah, that's,
0: <laughs> like. Uh, I have some, actually, I I was prepared, like, as I, I didn't get to watch the game, um, live action, but I was trying to check in and, and, like, see as much of it as I could on Twitter and stuff, and, um, because from the box score, I was very scared about Jonathan Taylor, and was prepared to come in here as a Taylor owner in fantasy and Colts fan, and, like, start to act nervous, but then it came out that he has a little ankle injury, and then that's been hindering him in the games, and, like they're going to address that now. So I hope, I hope genuinely that he might even like m- miss time or something like get that boy healthy because this team can make a run and I need him healthy for the fantasy playoffs. Cause I'm very weak at running back. Um, but all that said, I'm happy with the way the Colts played and we didn't even really get any great receiver help with, uh, Pittman or anything. Our biggest plays came from throwing to Naheem Hines,
1: so I'm happy. Yeah. And, uh, Oh, I was talking about uh, the the Raiders-Cleveland Browns game where they ran the ball, would you say, 41 times. Mm-hmm. To give you an idea, the Colts ran the ball 39 times, yeah. and they play in a dome. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> it was not a lot of Phillip Rivers. They figured out the recipe is, oh, this guy should not have the ball as frequently. Exactly.
0: Um, my hope is that in the future weeks, though, those 20 rushing attempts are going to Taylor and not Wilkins. So... <laughs> that's not what you want to see. Uh, Jordan Wilkins is. I don't think he is a good player. Um, I don't know if this was the Lions being bad or what. How how he had eighty nine rushing yards, but uh, only time will tell. Um, so I'm happy. Uh, Kenny Galladay went down in this game. Uh, that's not good for my team because I have him. So um, need need to look at that. But move on to the Titans. I need to annoyingly gloat about my prediction from the previous podcast that Joe Burrow would uh, throw, and it wasn't even really that crazy I I guess, maybe it was, I don't know, but um that the Bengals would beat the Titans here and um they need help on defense.
1: Oh yes. But we we've known that. Like I think we knew that after the Vikings game.
0: Yeah, that's true. After Justin Jefferson mm-hmm. probably. Um the thing is though, this I think this showed you the the floor, like the absolute bottom of what the defense can be susceptible to. Um, because I, I took some notes here Because I watched pretty much this entire game um, The Bengals Had four starting offensive linemen out And the Titans did not get a single sack
1: Yeah Our, the passion, Was Clowney playing this week? He was, he was. I think I he knew was. that he was Maybe limited Like not in on every play, but yeah He had been banged up But the big one to me is uh, Tannehill can't throw that interception in the end zone Mm-mm. Uh and I know that uh, Brady had said like the receivers got to come back. No, Tannehill cannot throw that ball into that into that coverage like that. Like that ball's got to be high and away. It's it's a yeah, it's yeah, just bad weak throw.
0: That sequence was one of the like few I did not see with my eyes, but I listened to it on the radio on the way to get lunch, and the uh, the radio guys were like super mad that he threw that ball. They were like, "Oh, Tannehill should never have thrown that." Um, so that, that seems to check out um, Interesting stat here Spicer Are you aware that this is the first time Ever that the Titans lost a game In which Derrick Henry ran for over 100 yards
1: No I was not But I'm not, I'm not surprised uh, I knew <clears throat> That's one thing I thought was weird It's just like I didn't feel like the Titans again had the ball very much I'm looking I think we only ran 60 plays 61 mm. plays Yeah pretty low. Pretty low play total
0: yeah, that's um, time of possession was uh, favored to the Bengals, 35 minutes to 24 minutes. So uh, that's definitely something there. And really with the the Titans here, the, you know, I, it's kind of weird, I guess, for me to draw comparisons, but maybe it builds some camaraderie. There is a lot of uh, similarities in the, the Kentucky offense and the Titans offense, and we've talked about it a lot on the show. But uh, when you get behind with this type of offense, you... You just put yourself in a bad position if your quarterback isn't playing perfectly.
1: Yeah, well, that that's true. I think though the real the problem is the third downs. So we were five for nine for third downs from for the Titans, and the Bengals are ten for fifteen. Like, yikes! You just have you got to get off the field. Like, you got to get off the field.
0: Yeah, I think they said on the broadcast the Titans are last in Mm -hmm. third down defense this year. Um, but there is hope coming uh, They did make a a kind of Deadline yeah. trade here for a DB I think, was he on the Chargers? Is that mm-hmm. right? Uh, I think he was like a, a pro bowler in the past So um, yeah, He was a
1: special teams returner um, Desmond King
0: Yeah, much, much needed for the Titans Hopefully that will sure, um, sure up The kind of depleted secondary And I, I wondered if they would do anything To get some pass rush help too
1: yeah, I don't know. I just don't know. Maybe maybe they can go out and get a pass rusher, but, but anyone who's going to help is going to be so expensive, and we just paid for Clowney. Like, Clowney is supposed to be the help. Yeah. So I don't know how much – I don't know too much about how NFL contracts work they are a little more confusing than other sports I follow for me. So um, – but I don't really know if we can money-wise and such. Yeah,
0: um, I'm not sure either. I don't know much about the Titans. Um situation there uh, and I, I guess I need to be more annoying because usually when I'm more annoying it comes back to, to bite me but I really think if you remember Spicer I predicted that the, the Colts would win the AFC South um, preseason mm-hmm.
1: yes. and
0: um, if you asked me that like three weeks ago I would have probably told you well that's already down the toilet but now I'm starting to think it's a reality again and um, the interesting thing to note here is that regardless of what happens next week the week 10 matchup of the Colts Titans will put the winner of that game in first place. And that's a prime time Thursday night game. So that's very exciting because the Colts play the Ravens next week. Um, they will assuredly lose and the Titans will play the bears. Uh, they should win, but they could lose. Um, but either way, it doesn't matter. Like I said, the winner of the Thursday night game will be in first.
1: Yeah. That's always, always a good time. Always fun. Um, so
0: have that to look forward to. Um, I have a feeling that that first game is in Tennessee. So I don't know what, what will happen, but, uh, we could see a great game where Phillip rivers gets a huge lead on the Titans and throws all over them. And then the Titans just come back and, and win. I'm a pretty much going to predict that now.
1: Okay. Do you think it's like, because Rivers starts throwing picks in the second oh, half, yeah, like after half sure. he just starts. To... Absolutely. Oh, speaking of the Titans that, that, uh, the, uh, it's named Jayon Brown's pick that got called back for that soft oh, yeah. pass interference. Yeah, that, that was, was tough. tough. That was tough because I was like, yes, dude, this is exactly like that is the thing we've been missing from defense or like the timely big play, right? Like partially, yeah. right? And so it was like, oh, yes. And that pass interference was soft and also nowhere close to the play. Like, I could, I still can't believe they called it a pass interference.
0: Yeah, i I didn't have like my heart involved in it, so yeah. I, I I can't speak to it in that sense. Um, I thought it was like one of those that's like, ah, eh, yeah, these types of calls get yeah. all the time. It like sucks, but it is what okay. it is. Um, but <laughs> rest assured, if I was a Titans fan, you would have been hearing about it a lot because I love. No one loves to complain about the refs as much as I do.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this is true. But I just thought, oh, that's that's so tough not just from like a Oh, that's a terrible call, but like a man. It was it wasn't like it was an incomplete pass that would would have gotten us off the field, which would have been a dream it seems like on Sunday. Yeah, right. But the fact that it was a, an interception with like just under 4 minutes left to go and you're down by 11, like that gives you a chance. Oh, yep. and so that was tough.
0: Yep, absolutely. Um only other thing I really have from this game is to say that uh, I think the Bengals really could be good uh, like next season as soon as then um, because T. Higgins is is good and Tyler Boyd is good. Uh, Auden Tate looked good. Um, A.J. Green is the odd man out here, which is which is kind of sad. He was su- such a good player for a long time.
1: Yeah, but he still gets. He still A.J. At least in our game, it seems like he had Malcolm Butler the whole game. Mm-hmm. So he's still getting like cornerback one people on him. You know what I'm he, so he's yeah. It's like sure. he's good enough to still be a wide receiver one if you're not gonna try to cover him with your best person. But he's not good enough to beat the best cover people necessarily anymore. Yeah, I think it's that's like where he is.
0: They are people are taking him away, and they're just kind of like well that's fine <laughs> we've got these other guys so mm-hmm. keep taking him away I guess uh, and they didn't even have mix in this game so uh, yeah, yeah some some good things here for the Bengals. for sure
1: for sure a franchise like that it's nice to have some some positive things going on for you too yeah it's
0: like a, it's like a team like my other league where I'm thinking like I don't even care if I win but sometimes it's nice to see your your guys hit you know
1: yeah for sure so
0: it's just an added bonus well, Spicer, that's all I have. Um, tonight is election night. Uh, hopefully, by the time next week, we'll know who our president is. And um, hopefully, this can just be a little escape for you uh, for an hour or so each week.
1: <laughs> yeah, just, uh, yeah. Uh, wow. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just what a day.
0: It will be a day. Well, uh, Spicer, it's a pleasure as always. Uh, thanks to our listeners for uh, giving us a dozen episodes. And we'll see you next week. Bye bye Brought to you by Magiano Productions